Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to The Early Edge. I am your host, Alan Bell. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you this Friday. But before we get to that, let's take a look at how we did on Thursday. A strong day here. What is that? I can't count too well. Eight and three. Strong one there. I'll tell you this. We're going to get into this in a second. North Carolina. We lose the parlay by two points. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But again, overall, a strong one. And I'll tell you what, speaking of strong, the 2023 March Madness Selection Show is Sunday. It's coming, and we want you to join our Early Edge bracket here. You can see it on the screen. Uh, you can scan that QR code, join us here, or via the link cbssports.com slash earlyedge. Compete for free against the entire Early Edge crew for prizes and more. Come join us. It's free. It's fun. We have a blast doing it, and we update the brackets as we go through the entire March Madness on our shows. But you know what? All of that. I need some of this big pig energy. Bring in the stars of the show. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, boys. Right there. Dude, first off, my man, Chip Patterson. Bro, I haven't been on a show with you since college football season. I miss you, my man. How we doing? Oh, doing fantastic because other than it's great to see you back. Uh, great that you're back in the mix, AB, because while well, you've been missing me, <laughs> come on, buddy. You know, I'm still watching you. It's great to converse with you. Good morning, Buckets. Good morning, Sia. Good morning, Early Edge fam. Huge day of college hoops. And I got to be honest with you, okay? It's, it's going to be busy. Wall-to-wall hoops. I'm going to be on and off CBS Sports HQ all day. Got a, got a kid that's homesick right now. I need to summon the strength of like three chips. So send the good vibes this way, and let's get some winners. Dude, the planet is not ready for three chips, but <laughs> I'm ready for three chips. And you're going to be on CBS Sports HQ. I love it. I'll be on there tonight, 6.30 p.m. Eastern as well. Maybe me and Chip will cross streams here, throwing some picks at it, and have fun. I'll tell you this. You know, I was speaking about that uh, that parlay. So we hit two of the three legs. Arizona comes through. Texas comes through. North Carolina, Virginia. We had the over 129. It's 127. Okay, and North Carolina is firing nine million missile threes. We just need one. We just need one. Don't get it. Just brick city all over. I was like, I was it, it was like March Madness mode because I'm standing in my living room screaming, right? Like, please just drill one. Couldn't get it. But man, that's college basketball. I love it, dude. My man, seeing the job. Looking sharp as always. How we doing? We're doing great. Uh, having a really nice week. And I, I really want to close the weekdays out with uh, maybe a 2 no stretch. So I've brought two picks with me, another NCAA pick and another PGA pick. Man, I love this show. And just the idea of three chips. 
Uh, it gives me anxiety. One chip, totally cool. Three chips, that's too much. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Well, I'll tell you this. Look, first off, chip yeah. cube, that's what we want. And two, some people just want to watch the world burn. And I kind of am in that mood right now. I want as many chips as possible. But the best part is it's all positive, right? Like it's, not, it's no negative energy whatsoever. And speaking of positive energy, all right, first off, my man Buckets, my favorite part is that people in the chat, like who haven't like seen you like in real life, don't realize that you're like six foot 17. So also like that's <laughs> awesome. And then number two, this background, what do we got going on here with the black things behind? I thought it was duct tape at first. No, it's not duct tape. It's just sound paneling. Uh, hopefully makes the sound a little better in here, especially when my dog comes in here and starts screaming uh, every 15 seconds. So it's kind of meant to just dampen the sound, keep the quality good. And AB, I just want to say real quick, I'm glad I'm six foot 17 because your boy Buckets went on a date last night Whoa. and I showed her, I showed her some of the videos we were doing and she kept asking a lot of questions about Sia specifically. So I'm really leaning into the height here a little bit today. Yeah, it's tough, man. Like, uh, you know, see, it is just, it's just women's summons, man. Like, it's they just, just they, not fair. They just request it all the time. Like, there's nothing you can do, you know, and that's the tough part. But the best part is that Sia is arguably, probably, likely the best wingman on the planet. See your thoughts here, counselor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you need me to fly to wherever this date is and, and play wingman, although I will tell you, I got a random text from a, a girl by the name of Kaylee who said she was out on a date with a, a gentleman named John and she was uh, asking me a lot of questions. So I didn't answer them. I'm hoping for a second date. Last time we had second date at like plus 500. I'm hoping we get the odds down to like <laughs> plus 180 here. Buckets, what are we thinking? I, I'd say still the underdog, but a playable underdog this time. Very much so. Live dog. So, yeah, live dog. There we go. All right, let's get into the storylines that affect the betting lines for today. And Chip, I'm going to throw it right back at you, buddy. Uh, talking about how to handle teams after playing overtime games uh, in conference tournaments. So I'm going to step away, let you take the mic, man. What you got, bud? Yeah, I'm going to try not to get too nerdy in this, but this is real important because it is not as simple as looking at a team that played an overtime game one day and just automatically thinking that you're going to fade them. You're going to fade them because you think they're going to be worn down. You're going to fade them because you think the jumpers are going to come up a little bit short, but you really got to look under the hood. You got to put in some work, and I'll give you some examples. So overtime games that we had yesterday, Marquette, Mississippi State, Jackson State, Cal State, Fullerton, San Jose State, Boise State. But what you should do with your handicapping depends on how many possessions there were in that game that had five extra minutes and how many possessions that team is used to playing. For example, Mississippi State had 78 possessions in its overtime win against Florida. They averaged 64.1. That really isn't like five minutes of Mississippi State basketball. That is eight, nearly nine minutes of Mississippi State basketball at the pace they play during the season. Marquette had 83 possessions in an overtime win against St. John's. They normally average 69.1. That's not five minutes of extra basketball. That's more like eight minutes of extra basketball at the pace that Marquette is used to playing. Those teams are going to be more impacted. Now let's look at the other side of this because San Jose State, 70 possessions in an overtime win against Nevada. That's more like four and a half extra minutes of San Jose State basketball. It's about even. And then Boise State, they went to overtime for their win, 71 possessions in that game. But guess what? That doesn't even come out like five minutes of Boise State basketball. That's like three minutes of Boise State basketball. Maybe you jump on the other side of that as well. It is not as simple as fading a team that played in overtime. You got to know what kind of game that was and what kind of game they're used to playing. Yeah, all right. So can we go ahead and just clip all of that? Because yeah. that, you dude, you just dropped dimes. Like legitimately. AMAG says it in the chat right here. Like you nailed it. Like that is fantastic. 
excellent information. Now, some other excellent information. We're going to stay in college basketball here and see a counselor, all right, on retainer, all right, throughout the entire March Madness here. And you've got some information. How do we break down contenders versus pretenders this time of year? Well, if I may, can I just adopt what Chip said and have it be my storyline as well? That was <laughs> yeah. way too good. Please don't have me ever go after Chip. With that said, listen, what, what I've really been doing this entire week, and, and I'm 4-0 so far in college basketball uh, this week, is really trying to identify some of the pretenders and some of the contenders. And what I mean by that is identifying, like a lot of people are breaking these games down, whether it's Ken Palm or something else, and, and they're kind of using season data or they're going back a little bit too far. And they're not really catching the teams that are truly emerging right now that have been really good in the last two to three weeks. And that's really what I'm keyed in upon. A lot of these young teams like Duke that I had yesterday, it's their freshman led team for the most part. And they're really coming into their own. That makes sense, right? The beginning of the season, a bunch of freshmen, probably not going to work out for them. But as the season progresses, these teams progress, especially these young teams. So that's something I'm trying to identify today, tomorrow, after Sunday, uh, Selection Sunday, and, and so forth. And so I have another pick where I I've got what I think is a contender versus a pretender. Nice. You know what? And I'll tell you what, like you just said, like this weekend, we're going to figure out so much more. You know, and then once we get the brackets and we see the matchups, yeah, 100% on that one. And speaking of matchups, marquee matchups, let's jump into those. But before we do, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our partners. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Buckets, did that get you fired up? Every time we play an ad, I have to kind of calm down a little bit before we come back on air yeah. like that. Dude, you know what? I think I think you'd be a good striker. What would be your position in soccer? So I actually play in a what's called a Sunday beer league. Uh, yep. It's an indoor league where we all get really drunk before playing, and then a bunch of 40-year-olds just kind of wrestle around on an indoor pitch. But I'm a goalie there. Need film of that, by the way. Keep going. I'll, get, I'll get you film, but I'm a goalie there mostly because I'm the size of the goal. So I just kind of stand I'm like I'm telling this. you. I, dude, I, that's what I'm saying, dude. You're six foot seventeen. Like you're just <laughs> ridiculous. So that that makes a ton of sense. You probably give it up like zero goals all year. I have the most red cards in the league. I will say that. <laughs> now we're talking. That's the buckets that I know and love. All right, let's get into our marquee matchups for today. And first up, we have got here Tennessee versus Missouri SEC champion or SEC conference tournament here in Nashville. Tennessee is a five and a half point favorite against Missouri. A total of 140 this game tips off at 3 p.m eastern so chip i'm gonna throw it over to you man what are you looking at here you see so you just you, you spoke about mississippi state tennessee uh beating them by 15 points yesterday what are your thoughts here tennessee missouri yeah well we got to know that there's some revenge angle here i mean the fact that tennessee had its best offensive performance of the entire season, scored 85 points, did it at an absolutely ridiculous 1.33 points per possession, and got buried by Missouri on a buzzer beater at home. So yeah, the Vols are going to look to try to get something back. Uh, obviously, you see Kai Ziegler, you got to figure out when you're going to think that that is going to be a reason why the Vols aren't going to live up to the, what their ceiling could have been if they were fully healthy, something that they really haven't been a one way or another for the better part of three or four weeks. But ultimately, when I look at, at this game, I think that I'm going to be going on the under. Um, there's no way that we get anywhere close to that Tennessee offensive performance without Ziggler in the lineup. And I do think that this is a Tennessee team, much like we saw with their run to the SEC Conference Tournament title last year, 
they do get into their their rhythm a little bit defensively. And I, I thought that they had a good showing yesterday. I will probably lay the points with the Vols. But more than that, I think I would take the under. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, we've made some pretty good money recently playing not only Tennessee unders, but Tennessee first half unders. Like, if you mm. could get it, I don't know what the number is, but if you could, like, if it's in the 60s, man, Tennessee's been, like, their defense shows up, right? Like, their offense doesn't always. You don't know what you're going to get, like you said, but, yeah, their defense for sure. See ya. Any thoughts you have here? In the SEC makes, tournament, yeah. It, it makes me miss <clears throat> football season a little bit because, Alan, I know you were always on those Tennessee first quarter overs, if not yep. first half overs. So, man, we're only up, what, six short months away, maybe less, uh, from watching the balls play again on Saturday afternoons. But but I'll say this, uh, you know, the, the Tennessee injury situation, like th that's not great. Tennessee just hasn't been very good. I actually like the under as well because we've seen Tennessee go really long stretches just simply not scoring. Uh, and so I, I actually like Missouri here. So I'm on the other side of it with Chip. It's not a, it's not an official play by any means. If I had to take it, I would take Missouri here. Plus the it was six. It's five and a half now. So it looks like some money is coming in on Missouri. But I agree with Chip on, on the under here. Yeah, I, I feel you, you know, because again, like you mentioned, you know, one injuries two, it's been, you know, offensive inconsistency really all season, you know what I mean? But like when Rick Barnes gets down uh, and, and, you know, in terms of bringing, you know, his Tennessee team back, like for, you know, for big games, uh, it's defensively, right? Like that's what they lean on. They're, they're arguably the best defensive team in the country uh, and they could legitimately make you like just not even get a shot up in possessions multiple times, right? Like, I mean, they're, they're just ferocious. So, yeah, I, I see the chat here. Uh, Chris George says uh, the first half uh, total was 65 and a half. Dude, like, <laughs> those well, others. Hey, hey, listen, let's throw on to this. It's Missouri's first game. Tennessee's yeah. the favorite, but Tennessee played against Ole Miss yesterday. Missouri, because they had a better conference record, got the bye into this round. If you think Missouri's going to be a little bit rusty and Tennessee can't score, that's what when the rest versus rust, something we talked about here, that's where I like to go with the first half plays for rest versus rust. And that would be a first half under that works for Tennessee and works for Missouri being a little bit rusty. Yep. I completely agree, man. Completely agree. Buckets, real quick. Tennessee winning or losing? What do you think? <laughs> I had somebody, for some reason, I have a bunch of volunteer fans follow me on Twitter, and I had a guy reach out saying specifically, Buckets, if anybody goes against Tennessee, DM me your Venmo, and I will pay for your showdown. Missouri doesn't stand a chance today. So I am trusting him blindly, but I'm As saying Tennessee should. wins this. I'm saying Tennessee wins. He also gave me talking points. He goes, here's some talking points in case things get heated. Tennessee has a number one defense in college basketball. Missouri won at Tennessee four weeks ago on a buzzer beater, only scoring 86 points, and then just kind of gave me this whole plus. That's a good man. Like, I, I, respect. Like, he nailed it 100%. All right. I like it. All right. Let's get into our second marquee matchup today. We have UConn versus Marquette. UConn, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, a total of 147. This game it tips off at 6.30 p.m. Eastern tonight. So, I'll tell you what, see, I'm going to throw it over to you first, and then Chip come in after him. How do you feel about this one? Big East basketball. I'm, this is going to be a really intense game. I, I'm really looking forward to it <clears throat> from the starting lineups forward. I mean, the Big East takes their Big East tournament really seriously. I, I like the I like the dog here. UConn's playing really well, but three and a half, I think, is too many points. So I think both of these teams could do some damage. UConn really kind of picking it up from, from really a cold stretch in the middle of the season. But if I'm getting three and a half points, it's not a bet. It's, again, it's not an official bet I'm making, I, but I do think this is going to be a close, very competitive game, and I would take the dog here. Yeah, I feel you on that. On uh, Chip, I mean, what are your thoughts, buddy? What do you think? 
What was that? Uh, what was that number that I pulled out here? Marquette had 83 possessions in an overtime win against St. John's. That's not five minutes of extra basketball. It's about eight minutes of extra basketball at the pace Marquette plays. And let's see how do where do they rank in bench minutes? Number 265. That's a really tight rotation. Not a lot of depth for this Marquette team. I like UConn to cover. I think the thing that is so dangerous about UConn, but also frustrating if you're trying to wager on them regularly, is that you don't always know where it's going to come from. Uh, they just got a lot of versatility of scoring, a lot of different weapons. They play great, great, great team defense. But again, looking at the the way that that game played out for Marquette against St. John, the fact that they don't have a very deep rotation, and the fact that UConn, I think, is the the deeper and better team, I'll lay the short number with the Huskies. Land it indeed. Land it indeed. Buckets, I'll tell you what, let's have some fun. All right, everyone <laughs> in the chat right now, all right, just write the word under and include either your Venmo or your Twitter, one of the two, so that we can find you after the show. Buckets, here's how the game is going to go. You ready? Ready. Okay, the Tennessee-Missouri game, the first half, all right, total 66 and a half. That's the number we're going to go with, all right? If the under hits, we're going to get about a merch prize pack. How's that sound? Sounds fair. Do I have to spell or anything? Nope. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> you, just have, hey, you just have to be a good boy and let us know if you get a second date. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, under, write your Twitter name, your Venmo, something that we can get in touch with you. And if the first half, Tennessee, Missouri, under 66 and a half hits, we'll select one person and send out a merch prize pack courtesy of a sharp-looking young man named Buckets right there. All right, let's get into our best bets for today. But before we do, let's also hear a word from one of our partners. Yo, that was that was oh. wild hearing that song, wasn't it? Well, hey, listen, the real ones know that is not the SEC song because we also hear it for the Mountain West, and we also yep. hear it when Air Force plays Navy. You catch that on the Mothership CBS Sports Network at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff when you're tucking yourself in with San Jose State and Colorado State. It is the CBS college football theme song dude that was dope i love it you're right well done see dude that's why you're a g man i love it all right let's get our best bets for today i'll tell you what chip we're gonna start right with you buddy you've got three plays college basketball my man let him rip what you got yeah and a, a good reminder last week in the chat we didn't get a chance to address it but we talked about it after the show you know if i'm sharing a pick here on the early edge it is already on sports line and there is a chance that I got it at a better or different price or number. So always make sure that you're a Sportsline member, that you have downloaded the app and you turn on the notifications so that you can find out when your favorite experts post their picks. All of these picks are on Sportsline and have been prior to showtime. First one, we're going with Alabama. I locked it in at seven. Currently seeing some seven and a halfs out there. I'll still take it. I mentioned Mississippi State. They played a game that was way more possessions than you would have expect out of Mississippi State. But I'll throw out that whole overtime storyline because here's the problem about covering spreads. You have to score points to cover spreads. And I don't think Mississippi State is very good at scoring enough points to cover this spread against Alabama. Now, will they come in with some confidence off the overtime win? Perhaps. But over the course of 40 minutes, the best better team, the team that can score, will be able to cover this number, so I'll take Alabama. Pivoting over to the Pac-12 tournament, where we've got a very important handicap of the way that we want to handle UCLA in the wake of Jalen Clark's injury. It was 
news broke yesterday. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. How am I adjusting my handicap? Well, after watching their win against Colorado, they're going to have to score more points, and I downgrade them defensively. Now, they were one of the best defenses in the country. They're still going to be one of the better defenses in the NCAA tournament, but Jalen Clark was one of the most important defensive players in the country, so until the numbers adjust... I'm going to be looking to go with the contrarian UCLA overs. So I'm going to go over the 134 in Oregon and UCLA. Also, let's check up on Dante's status for the Ducks. Saw him leaving a little bit hobbled. If he is not in the game as well, you're taking away one of the best rim protectors that the Ducks have. Uh, that would be another way that Oregon would be able to score. So we might be looking at some UCLA overs in the wake of Jalen Clark's injury. And finally, we go to MSG, to the Big East, to my pick to win the Big East tournament. We're going with Creighton, and we're laying the three and a half. The reason that I love the Jays to win the Big East tournament for the first time since joining the conference is they've just got so many different weapons, and they're put together so well. Trey Alexander is a walking bucket. He can score at all three levels. Ryan Kalkbrenner is a beast down low on the offensive and defensive end. Ryan Nemhart is able to run that offense, and if you get too consumed trying to follow all the pieces, boom, there's Baylor Shireman, an assassin from deep, dropping those three-pointers. Xavier, of course, had to dig deep to rally from that deficit against DePaul. They avoided embarrassment, but Creighton went wire to wire against the Villanova trying to make fetch happen Wildcats. It was wishful thinking for the Wildcats, and Creighton, the better team, put the hammer down from the start. Love the form that I saw, so we'll take Creighton as well. Dude, i tell you what. Um, if anybody's like kind of brand new to betting college basketball, you just don't watch it you know, a ton, if you want fun bets today, like betting Alabama and betting Creighton are two of the most fun offensive teams in college basketball. Like they are not afraid to let it fly anywhere, anytime. They're fun teams to watch. So solid bets, man. Well done on that one. Now, buckets. Here's the problem. Okay. I rarely have problems with you. You're one of my favorite human beings of all time. I can't read a damn thing that you have listed in terms of your pick today. Can't read it. Have no clue. All I know is it's soccer. So I'm just going to stop talking and let you go. Well, if it helps, I can barely pronounce some of these your teams at 2AB here. But I'm going to be continuing the theme that I've been doing so far throughout the week. And that's not focusing on the big leagues where everyone's tired and hurt, but focusing on some of these smaller leagues that maybe didn't have the World Cup duties or the UEFA duties here. And I'm also going with a theme here that for both of my picks today, I think that the books are simply hungover. They are just wrong on some of these lines. I'm starting in the Turkish Super League in a matchup between Jerlanspor and Fatih Kadagumruk, AB. I think that's how you say it here. And I'm going Fatih, the team, F-A-T-I-H, draw no bet here at minus 105. This matches at noon this afternoon. And this is a line that really, really did confuse me because Jerlanspor is terrible absolutely terrible. They have not won a match since December, and that game against one of the only teams that's worse than them in Gaziantep. And this is a team that just bleeds goals. They concede more goals almost more than anyone else in this league. And they're going against the Kadokamaruk side that scores more than any other team outside of Galatasaray and Fenerbahce. Fatih has scored more than two goals in 13 of their last 15 matches. This is a team that absolutely loves their slugfest. I'm taking the draw no bet to be safe here. But team total over one and a half and money line are both plus odds. Those might be worth a sprinkle as well here. Hey, and real quick, real quick, not to interrupt you, what league is this? This is the Turkish Super League. So the top flight of Turkish soccer at noon this afternoon. 
And then for the second pick, we're going to the English Championship in a match between Stoke City and the Blackburn Rovers. Now, I personally believe that there's a little bit of recency bias going on here. Stoke City is not anywhere near Blackburn Rovers, but Stoke City did just have an absolute smackdown against Sunderland last week in which they won 5-1. to one. I think the books are looking at this and going that Stoke City is kind of back in a sense, but I just don't see them beating a Blackburn Rover side that is now not lost in their last 12 games, winning their last four, including a massive win against Sheffield last week. Blackburn's fighting for promotion. They're beating all these top clubs. I don't think they're going to lose this game. Maybe they draw, but Blackburn Rovers' double chance is currently sitting at minus 125, and that is great value for a team that wants to get points out of this match. There we go. Look, uh, one of those teams had two umlauts in there. So, uh, yeah, I'm not lying. I couldn't read any of it. <laughs> and let me say, Heff Sterling, our man, broke it down perfectly. Does this game take place between people or goats? Like, yes. I'm telling you, I had no idea what any of that was whatsoever. Both. My, my favorite thing, A.B., is I'll give out a pick like that, and then people will bet it, and they'll show the ticket and be like, don't even know where the game was on, where it happened. Just glad we cashed. Yeah, I get, that, that game could be played on the moon, and I, it would not surprise me. Like, I have no clue of any of these people whatsoever. But what I do know, seeing a job. Now, look, you spoke of your success that you've had this week. I didn't want to bring it up. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, kind of a baseball superstition guy to where it's kind of like, you know, when there's a no-hitter, I'm not talking to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, we, we don't talk to you. We let you do your thing. But I like the way that you approach it. You, you don't run away from it. It is what it is. Because you're aggressive, you know what? You're confident, and that's what I love about it. So you got some plays, man. Break it down, Scott. It's funny too because I, I tweeted out how we were going for eight and zero today, and I, I literally, Alan, I hesitated tweeting that part of it because <laughs> yeah. you're right. You don't want to, you know, nobody wants to talk to or even acknowledge the no hitter guy, and so here I am doing that. But, but I, I am confident in these picks, and and I and and I, I kind of come in sort of every day with that sort of mentality. So hopefully we can go to an O today. Let's start. With a team we cashed with yesterday. Should be no surprise. I like Duke here. Duke minus two and a half. They're playing, obviously, this is neutral court. They're playing Miami. Um, the Sharps are actually on Miami a little bit. And that's why this line dropped from three to two and a half. Um, as you guys, as everybody knows, I went against the Sharps earlier this week as well, particularly with that FSU game. And that certainly cashed. But this is exactly what I was talking about with my storyline, where you've got two different teams. I'm not saying Miami's on a negative trajectory by any means, but Duke is on an incredible trajectory, winning seven in a row. And a lot of those games were like some of them were against fluff ACC teams, but a lot of them were against good ACC teams at UNC, NC State. And of course, they smashed Pitt yesterday. And a lot of people were thinking Pitt was actually going to potentially win that game and certainly cover the five or six wherever you got it. Now, conversely, Miami's kind of getting away with some things. They, they beat Pitt last week, but only by two points. Yesterday, they allowed Wake to basically have a furious comeback and, and only beat them by two points. I think they're catching Duke at the wrong time. This is a Duke team that, again, freshman-led Duke team. I think they start four freshmen. They've got one junior who is Roach. And these freshmen have grown up pretty quick. So it's the end of the season. It's It should be expected that a Duke team, a John Shire-led team, probably has grown up quite a bit over the last two months. So give me Duke minus two and a half. I, I, again, I think they run away with this one. I think this line probably should be like four, four and a half, but it's not. So I'm going to take the value. The next bet, we're going back to the PGA Tour. We're going back to the players. And we're going to Adam Svensson in a three ball. You can find this over at Caesars. Hopefully you can find this three ball other places. Um, but if you have a Svensson two ball, you, you're more than welcome to ask me about it. I have Svensson plus 140, as you see here, over Robert Streb and Joel Dahman. And this is just a case of 
Svensson's the better player right now. I mean, Joel Dahman has not been playing very well. Robert Streb has been playing very poorly. The one thing I would have hesitated with when it comes to Adam Svensson is he had no experience on this course, whereas D Joel Damon has actual experience on this course, and it's decent experience. Robert Streb has experience on this course, and it's very bad because he's just one of the golfers that really has no shot of contending in this field. But Svensson yesterday proved that experience really doesn't matter at the players because he gained across all metrics. When you look at Joel Dahman, he lost two and a half strokes ball striking just in round one, which for those of you that are just being initiated to golf, that's actually a lot. But it's not nearly as much as Robert Streb lost. He lost 5.24 strokes overall yesterday, which was good for third to last in a 144-person field, which really shouldn't be a huge surprise because Robert Streb, again, is not one of those golfers that has any shot of contending or really much shot of making the cut. So what I'm really doing here with this three ball is I'm isolating Svensson versus Damon because I don't think Robert Streb has any shot here. And when I'm isolating Svensson plus 140 against Damon, and I know that Damon's coming in with bad form, was bad yesterday, and that Svensson didn't seem to mind the lack of experience gaining across all metrics yesterday and is coming in with much better form than Damon or Robert Streb. To me, this seems like a no-brainer play from a value standpoint. Give me the plus 140. All right, so we got three things here. Uh, first... We were talking about like the uh, the baseball superstition. Look, it you're you're the guy. Like if it's a pitcher, he can bring it up on his own. That's not bad. Like it's just everyone else. So you're covered on that one. Number two, our man Robert Frazier in the chat says the guru Martin W. Green is at home watching this and shaking his head at UAB. A hundred percent, dude. Martin's definitely saying AB. Come on, I know you can't read that well, but you got these. You got these. And then number three, I want to make a quick announcement <clears throat> to anyone. In the PGA Tour, any player, if you can interrupt Coach's flow while he's calling the actual <laughs> event, you will have good karma for the rest of your career. It will last forever, but you have to do it. You could hit an errant shot that hits the little green box that he's in, however you have to do it. But if you can interrupt Coach's flow, the karma is yours. You will be winning Masters, all kinds of things. Buckets, what up? Yeah, I want to interject here real quick. Nothing about the PGA Tour because as we've seen time and time again on the show, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing with anything <laughs> golf-related. I did know, AB, I don't know if you've done a Big Pick Energy show before. I want to just make sure that you're aware of something. I currently have a showdown record of zero wins, six losses, and two draws in my history on the show. I have never won a showdown. Specifically, I've lost my last four to Sia, and that's fine. Thanks. Right, so what do you like today? But right now, the chat is hyping me up on a particular play between Duke and Miami, I think, were the teams mm. here, Sia. And based on little research that I've done, I do know that this is college basketball. So I feel <laughs> like I'm about as equipped as I was in any of my golf bets to go after this Miami team here. Also, Josh in the chat is backing me up because he said – Oh, no. Oh, no. I bet Miami plus three last night, and now I'm about to <laughs> lose all my money. But Sia, I never remember how this works. I like Miami here. Are you sure that you like Duke on this one? Well, I'll say to the person in the chat, I believe you said his name was Josh. He, he is on the sharp side, so there's something to be said for that. You know, Buckets, I'm I'm never going to turn a showdown against you. And I really like this Duke team to not, not just today, but to potentially make a run in the NCAA tournament. So, of course, I'm in. All right. Well, Lydia in the chat said it best. Buckets hates money. Snake, play the music. I was worried what you were going to say right there. Like, I didn't know if you're going to get the phrase <laughs> or not, but you've got it. All right, man. I love it. Well done. There we go. 
Here we go. All right. Every, yeah, see it. Can I just give a piece of advice to Buckets? And this is not sports. So it's not uh, betting or showdown related. The beer league that you're in. So you're supposed to drink after the soccer, not before the no soccer. No wonder we haven't yeah. won yeah, in any of our games. Buckets drinks during the soccer. Like the net <laughs> has, you know, a, a cooler in there. You know when the, the goalies will run behind the net and grab their water bottle in between plays? I'm just sitting there. <laughs> How the hell does a goalie and... lead the league in red cards? What are you doing, biting people? I just – I. It's you know indoor. When you... Indoor is a violent game. It is Apparently. very violent. And I don't I – don't, respond well to some of the hate i get on the pitch there av i'll leave what? it at that I we gotta get that. some video alan yeah. we gotta get some footage yeah uh, dude uh, we're uh, your next game uh, we're gonna be i'll, I'll live stream my next indoor game yeah i love it all right everybody grab your paper grab your pencil let's take a little recap here courtesy jake the snake we go. Chip is on Alabama minus seven, UCLA, Oregon over 134, Creighton minus three and a half buckets. Just go ahead and read this. I, I can't do it. Yeah. Is it the Stoke City? Oh, no. The Fati Katagumuru could draw no bet. And then we're on Blackburn Rovers double chance. There we go. Appreciate you. See ya. Najat is on Duke minus two and a half. Three ball here. Adams Vinson over Robert Streb and Joel Dahman at plus 140. All right. It's a hell of a show, boys. I appreciate you letting me on the big pick energy. I love it, man. I've never gotten to host one before, so I had a blast. I hope I did okay. Coach will be back. I think next – well, no, he'll be at the Valspar. So, you know what? You might have me again. Yeah. You might have me again. So, there we go. Everybody, we'll be live again today at 4 p.m. Eastern for the early Agent 5, breaking down more of these college basketball games, NBA, and so much more. So, until then, everybody, best of luck. Cash, you take a Maybe. You didn't forget, did you? What? I know it's your first time, but there's something at the end of these big pick energies that everyone's looking forward oh, to that we do every right. week. right. It's called the uh, Your Parlay. Go ahead and let it rip. What do you got, bro? Here or there parlay, everybody. It is the most fun you can have watching soccer teams that you did not know existed previous to this show. And I'm going for an absolutely insane one here. One that could actually get me in trouble with the bosses here because this is a two-part parlay that's sitting at plus 9,800. If you've been on Twitter for longer than these teams? if you've been on Twitter <laughs> for longer than five minutes, you'll see all these fake accounts saying we've got the fixed match scores. We can tell you exactly what's going to happen, and they're all terrible. Block all of them. However, I'm going to try to give it a shot here by correctly predicting the score of two matches that take place tomorrow morning and parlaying these together. Do not put more than a couple bucks on this, but a cup of coffee if this hits, it'd be pretty nice. That's all I'm going to say. I'm looking at the matchup to start between AZ Alkmaar and FC Groningen in the Netherlands Eredivisie. I'm taking the correct score of Alkmaar winning 3-1 to one here. Alkmaar is one of these infuriating teams because they can beat teams, as we've seen, by 5, 6, 7, 8 goals at a time. However, they're coming off a very scrappy UEFA competition match against Lazio in which they won 2-1. I expect them to win, but it could be closer than it normally should be against a Groningen side. And I'm parlaying that correct score with Galatasaray versus Kasim Pasa Istanbul. Correct score 2-1 on Galatasaray. Galatasaray is the best team currently in the Turkish Super League. However, they're one of these weird teams that when they're at home, they don't really go ballistic by any means. They have conceded in nine of their last 10 home games. And we've only scored more than two times in two of those 10 games. So I'm looking at a 2-1 score here. Parlay those together. Again, only a couple bucks, but a plus 9,800. Let's have some fun tomorrow. Yeah, all right, so uh, two things. One, well done on that. 
couldn't pronounce any of that whatsoever. <laughs> and shout out to Jake the Snake there for finding league logos there. Not <laughs> an easy Google search there. So Snake, shout out on that one. And number two, as the chat mentioned, I absolutely forgot. I absolutely <laughs> forgot to do no, that. No, 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 no. It was all part of the show because we were yeah. supposed to remind you, and you know that was going to be the the bit. We did it. Yeah, we did it. You know, I was it was sitting there like in front of me on the rundown and just completely forgot. Completely forgot. But you know what? Maybe it's good luck. Plus, I was going to say if you didn't do it, it was going to hit. That was the <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like if we left it on the cutting room floor, a hundred percent going to hit. So at least it's out there. Chip, you're 100% right. 100% right. That's exactly what would have happened. All right. It, do we have any more no. events, surprises? Oh, dang. I was kind of hoping we did have one more. All right, everybody. <laughs> like I said, we'll be live 4 p.m. Eastern today for the Early Edge in five. More college basketball, NBA, props, everything, you name it. Get you all set up for Friday night leading into Saturday. But until then, everybody, best of luck. Let's cash these tickets. We'll see you later today. Thanks.